I'm Dustin. I'm Sylvia. I'm Bob. And this is... No, it's not. Movies Against Time. I don't know. I think I was a little too upbeat for this this movie. (gasps) (laughs) I love this movie. Please! For talking! For the future! You ruined Schindler's last Jackie Chan movie! Boogie Night! Take Mama's house! This is Movies Against Time. This week with Sylvia's pick. Sylvia! It is Silence of the Lambs. February 14th, 1991. 30-year anniversary. Yes, perfect timing (laughs) for this one. (laughs) Yes, it is. Jodie Foster stars as Clarice Starling, a top student at the FBI's training academy. Jack Crawford, played by Scott Glenn, wants Clarice to interview Dr. Hannibal Lecter, played by Anthony Hopkins. Brilliant psychiatrist who is also a violent psychopath, serving life behind bars for various acts of murder and cannibalism. Crawford believes Lecter may have insight into a case and that Starling, as an attractive young woman, might be just the right bait to draw him out. Do you yes. think that's why he sent her? I, I don't think it was that alone. I think it is the fact that Hannibal Lecter can usually see what people are going on because she had no clue what she's being sent in there. He couldn't read what right. I think that's more of it. Yeah, he, and he admits that in the movie. But I'm saying, do you think he sent her specifically because she was young and pretty? No. I don't think so either. She, I, I mean, she's might, not like It might have played into it, but I don't think that was... Maybe a happy accident, but yeah, I feel like yeah. it was because he goes over her like... It's it's exposition, really. Yeah. But when he, when he calls her to his office and he sits down and kind of reads her whole education and everything to her. Right. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that played the head of the FBI, the one that put her on this case for in preparing for this movie. He actually went and talked with the, what was it? What's his title? Uh, behavioral science division of the FBI. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, uh, he said for, for weeks and weeks afterwards, he, he was having nightmares about the stuff that he was learning. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was showing him photos and stuff from yeah. real, real cases. <laughs> yeah. I think his name was John Douglas and he had helped them a lot. He yeah. let them walk all over. The premises, and he actually put Clarice went through all the training and everything for about three. To, I think about three days they did it, where she got to see all the courses and everything. And he right. was impressed with how much she was capable of keeping up with everyone. Yeah, she actually ran through the the course. Oh yeah, yeah when you see her running and she does that, she goes over that net and then flips that's down. Her. There's no cut. That's yeah. that's her doing that frontward flip. Yeah, oh, that was impressive. Wish I could have a chance to try something like that out. I don't think I'll do as good as she did, but I would like to try. <laughs> I'm surprised she was allowed to do that with insurance and stuff on set. I don't think it was as strict as it is now. You guys know what's happened to Buffalo Bill's house? I know it's like a tourist attraction now. It's just recently got bought, I think either this year or last year, for $300,000. Yeah. And they are turning it into a bed and breakfast. Really? But like a movie themed. Right, yeah. They have like a surprise they're planning for the basement and all this stuff. Oh, God. That will get a lot of tourists. There are so many people that are in true crime and everything like that. They'll love it. I want to go. Sign me up. Yeah, how would you feel about waking up in the morning and you're just in the bottom of a well? Mmm, fun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's the idea of the gore I don't know how well I would sleep in this house. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah the fbi cooperated a lot actually they even a lot of the scenes in quantico is filmed at quantico yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason for it do you guys know how like top gun 
Navy gave them access to so many things, actually gave them jets to shoot in. The only thing right. was, as long as you're calling them top guns and making it seem cool to be in the Navy, yeah. then we're all for it. It was like the hugest right, yeah. recruitment tool. The same things here. They, they didn't have a lot of females in the FBI. So yeah. they wanted the yeah, character okay. of a female agent to look like, yeah, not only will you be you know, accepted, you'll be great. Yeah. This is how great it turns out. <clears throat> yeah, looking stuff up about this movie, I found... Like we were just talking about how they, they actually went to the FBI buildings and, and, and did all this research and stuff. It, it, I feel like they don't do that as much anymore. Right. So I think at that time they only had 12% of their FBI agents were women. Really? Yeah. So Dang, you got deep. How'd you find that? Remind my sources. So that's about 200 <laughs> women working at the FBI in 1991. Wow. So... They were really happy with how this came out. And they actually show this woman just like they, this movie to new recruits that are women coming in and gentlemen coming in, just like they did with our last movie, our cousin Vinny DeLoyer's coming in. So I thought that was pretty cool Yeah, that we did two movies back to back that both areas of our government think that's a good idea to watch. <laughs> <laughs> this one's good. I mean, some of it's kind of... Like I was, I was, uh, I was watching something, and it was a an actual, like you had said, behavior scientist, like investigator, right. talking about certain traits of certain, you know, suspects. And Buffalo Bill, like his his whole scenario, wouldn't. It's very unlikely that that would ever be a real person. Like they they deal with right. so many people that don't hit the news, but his his is like a conglomeration of different serial killers right. that that actually oppose different psychiatric traits. Right. Yeah. So, like, there's no... He doesn't have a good... Which one was it that was based on Ed Gein? That That's is Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. That Ed- was also the inspiration for the Psycho character in the movie Psycho. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. making the mom the same, suit. The same guy, yeah. Yeah, Ed Gein. They called him... Oh, I wrote it down. Butcher of Plainfield was one name for him, and the other yeah. one was Plainfield Ghoul. <laughs> Which is very yeah. weird because out of all the, all the serial killers... He doesn't have a huge count. He's only had a count of killing about two people they could prove. His thing was he dug up dead bodies. Right. So he was more of the gore of what he was willing to do with a body when it's deceased. (laughs) Still, two's a a fuck ton if you're not supposed to kill people. Yeah, Yeah. but literally (laughs) a serial killer is supposed to be three or more. Oh, yeah. So that's where it's... They didn't probably didn't give him enough time. No, they yeah. didn't give him enough time. He was starting. <laughs> yeah, they, they modeled Buffalo Bill after Ed Gein and Gary Heidnick, who's from Philadelphia, which they kind of, he's in Philadelphia when they find him in the movie. I knew there was another name. I couldn't remember what it was, though. And there was one more that they modeled him on. Was there a third one? Yes, it was the, was it the son of, no, it wasn't the son of Sam. I didn't, I didn't read that one. It was because of how he, Lured her into the truck. Okay, yeah, that was a Ted Bundy movie. Yes, Ted Bundy. And actually, 91 is the year they caught Bundy, I believe. Or was it Dahmer? I think it was Dahmer. I'm not sure. I don't know. I get those two mixed up. They're very similar. I'm not great at my serial killers. I kind of wonder, like, if these kind of movies are, like, bad for people that are already on the edge. (laughs) Right. You know, somebody that's, like, has the tendencies, but he's not quite there. 
and they go and watch Silence of the Lambs, and next thing you know, they're like eating raw liver. And- <laughs> I don't know. Brains look pretty trying, good. Trying to lure people in. <laughs> brains don't look good no matter whose brain it is. That's yeah, disgusting. I'm going to pass on that. I get so upset when I'm going through the shopping aisles and you hit the meat section and they have like cow's brain there. It turns me off and I can't buy any meat that day. Yeah. I, I don't just know go what, I don't know what country it was, but there, there was a video that was going around the internet for a while where they were eating monkey's brains. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they'd like clamp this monkey's head in the middle of a table and just while it's alive. It they, looks like the scene from Hannibal. They cut yeah. the top of its head off while it was still alive and they're just like scooping brains out and eating it. What was the other movie? Monkeys um, under the table like flopping freaking around. Freaking the hell out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the other movie? It was an action movie, and they're eating monkey brains. Uh, oh, that sounds familiar. Raiders of the... It was Lost- one of the Indiana Jones yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it that one? Or was yeah. It was one- oh. I think it was, it, it, was, it was one of the sequels. No, it was Temple of Doom. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Was it Temple? I don't remember now. But it was definitely an Indiana Jones movie, yeah, and it was disgusting. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what they got from Gary Heidnick, right? That was the one serial killer that they took from Philadelphia took some inspiration on. You don't know? Oh, you know what? Here, let me just... Sometimes there's murder. And then sometimes there's serial murder. Welcome to another episode of Dustin's Serial Murder Mysteries for this episode of Silence of the Lambs. Bye. Was there previous episodes I missed? Welcome again to another episode of Dustin's Serial Murder <laughs> Mysteries, a podcast within a podcast. Today, my guests are Sylvia and Bob from the Movies Against Time podcast. Welcome to the show. Oh, hey, what's up? Hello. Hey. How'd I get here? Well, I just had you on because I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about Gary Heidnick, Gary M. Heidnick. Yeah. His thing was he he had a pit in his basement. Oh, yes. Huh. And he would hold them in the pit. Brad Pitt? Uh, no. Oh. Ben Affleck. Oh. Playing Brad Pitt. Do you know what his whole thing was? (laughs) Couldn't get him. Why he wanted to keep them in there? No. I know in the movie, but I don't know about in real life. No, in real life, his his plan was he was going to impregnate all these women. Mm. He wanted children in the state had taken away his child because he was not adequately okay to be a parent. (laughs) So this guy just wanted to have the magic of being a father. I, I guess so. And he thought and imprisoning And we villainize him. Yes, imprisoning women in a pit, not feeding them. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody has hard times, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you know where the inspiration behind Hannibal Lecter came from? That would be... We can't really cover it today because this is these episodes aren't long. Um, <laughs> yeah. So That'd be this. the Mexican doctor, Don't but... Say- it- Sorry. All right. You know what? We'll just start a new episode. <laughs> Sometimes there's murder, and then sometimes there's serial. What's happening right now? Yeah, it was the Mexican doctor. Alfredo. <laughs> I can't say his name. Alfredo Be- Bali? Uh, Dr. Alfredo Bali Cervino. There you go. He's also known as the Wolfman of Nueve Leon. But they really couldn't prove too much on him either. No, that's an interesting story, though. He, uh, the writer of the book, the actual writer, I forget his name now. Probably some you should probably have if you're doing a podcast. <laughs> but does anybody know the writer of the, the author of the book? 
Okay. I, I have it here somewhere. Right Sylvia's now. actively reading like multiple books at I this have, time and doesn't I, know the author's name. No, I actively have so many notes I can't keep anything straight. I know. <laughs> but anyway, so he went to a, a prison for a local like magazine he was working for to interview a prisoner. And the prisoner he's interviewing wasn't – it was Dyke Sims. And he tells uh, – Simmons. And he tells a story about – it was a botched escape attempt mm-hmm. and he got shot and a doctor saved his life. And the way he's telling the story, the the author thought the doctor was like a jail employee, but it wasn't. It was it was another inmate who had saved him from his gunshot wounds, and it was this guy, Doctor Trevino, who is in prison because he had killed and cut up and ate, I believe. I think two women, right? Or two? His 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 lover. Oh yeah. Yeah, he only killed one, but it was his lover, and he killed him and then cut him up and ate him. And he was a doctor, like a known doctor in the area. He got to keep his license, though, when he got out because he, it wasn't. Yeah, the author, he, he had this whole interview with this guy. It was, like, amazing. And then he he leaves and the guard, as he's leaving, is like, hey, that guy's never getting out of here. He's, like, evil incarnate. And he then comes 2000, I think, one, he got released. And he's he's passed now. He died in 2010. But from 2001 to 2010, he was just, he was practicing medicine in a poor neighborhood. I think that's so strange that they let him keep his license and he could still practice, but it was something about he did no harm under his job. Yeah. So that's, to me, that doesn't make sense. Another cool thing about Gary Heidnick, the one for Buffalo Bill, it kind of fits with the, the Hannibal Lecter too, because when he, when he was younger, he was, I mean, he was abused in, in the way kind of like they let on in Red Dragon, which you guys haven't seen. But like when he was younger, he'd pee the bed and his yeah. dad would make him hang the, cur- the, the, the sheet sheets. in front of his window. To show everybody he peed the bed. Wow! I just put my phone on silent when we started, just you know, so I wouldn't be inter- interrupting anything. Oh, I'm sorry. At least my music goes with this episode. Doesn't. Thomas Harris. Thomas Harris, the author. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I knew Harris. I could not remember the first name. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so he he joined the military and ended up being a medic, and then got out of the military and became a a nurse practitioner. All right. And then from that, he started a church. I wrote down the name of it and I can't find it now, but it was a church he started, had 500 members, and under the church he had his pit. was the pit. Really? Yeah. This guy was a full-on Looney Tunes. And it's <laughs> so weird because it wasn't like soundproofed or anything. He would just blast his music and things. Mm-hmm. And I saw a picture of the pit today. It doesn't look like the one in, uh, yeah, the, one, in the movie. The one in the movie here look, kind of look, looks like a well. <laughs> right. has the wall built up around it. The yeah. pit's just a, a square hole in the floor. Yeah. Look. I think he dug it out himself. That's just scary. So that's been another episode of Dustin's Murder Mystery Podcast Mystery Serial Killer. Oh, I didn't save my outro music. That's okay. I'll put it in post. <laughs> that's what I was recording when you came in. <laughs> another episode. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? I have, that's a popular podcast. People are talking about it. Weird. Never heard of it. <laughs> Did you hear their, their theme song? It's really good. Right? Mm-hmm. Twice now. Yeah, you want to hear it one more time? <laughs> Is there another episode there? <laughs> no, I think we covered it. <laughs> we got out how our serial killers came to be known. Should we start with our movie? Oh, sure. Yeah, it opens <laughs> up in Quantico. We kind of touched on that. The yeah. woods, Quantico, her running. Man, I made a note of it. That is terrible title cards. Yeah. The font of, of like Silence of the Lambs over the her running looks like shit. That's a bad title. It's 91. 
We we had good title cards. Even even yeah. at the beginning of the movie, while while she's like running through this obstacle course and stuff, there's the music playing had such a creepy tone to it. I love yeah. the music through this whole movie. I mean, nothing about the beginning of the movie was creepy. creepy. <laughs> Her just being there, training, running. I think they wanted to start out with all the dilemmas going through her. All the stresses, all the things in her head. I hadn't really the music. thought about the music in the movie until after the movie was over. And I had to go back and, and play some scenes again just so I could hear the like the background music, what was mm-hmm. playing. Because it, it kind of like... It melts. It just melded with the movie so well that I didn't. It it, it like, doesn't take away. It's like I I didn't notice it. It was like just like <clears throat> part of everything, you know. I like when they drop it when the music actually goes away. Like when she's waiting in the office for Crawford to show up, mm-hmm. yeah. which is bullshit. She's out there getting a workout in. You oh Crawford needs you now. She, she goes there still sweating from her workout and he's not there. Oh he'll be back soon. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't take a shower. No, I don't think they're allowed to do that. They just have to follow orders. When she gets on that elevator, the whole movie, like multiple times, she's getting surrounded, like engulfed by guys. Really tall guys. Yeah. Especially when she gets on that elevator. I thought it was funny because they're all dressed like Jake from State Farm. So she gets on the elevator and I started going, hi, I'm Jake from State Farm. State Farm. Hi, Jake, 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 State Farm. Hi. I just wish I got in there and put the double dub the audio of like a thousand Jakes from State Farms. <laughs> They did that intentionally. They surrounded her by people that were taller than her just to change the feel of who she was. Yeah, like, it works. Her character. Yeah. It's great because it feels like not only is she fighting against time to save this girl, she's yeah. also fighting against just all these giants. Try, trying to claw her way up through the FBI. This with, wall of male. Yeah. yeah. I feel her pain. I'm only 5'2". Everyone surrounding <laughs> me right now is like 6-something. <laughs> About 6'30", 6'35". Yeah. <laughs> I do love how fast we get into the movie. Like it, it starts and like within, I'd say ten minutes, we're meeting Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that we get to find out everyone else's thoughts about him first. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah, he's, he's yeah. He gives her the, the FBI director gave her the speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not so much an assignment as much as a just an interesting errand. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I expect your report at you know Wednesday at oh eight hundred. Okay." And then she asks kind of a question, like, why so urgent? And then he tells her, remember, <laughs> don't, don't go near him. You don't want him in your head. Listen yeah. to the rules of the... You should have said that before you sent don't, her on her way. Don't tell him anything personal, all that stuff. Yeah. He's the one that caught him. Yeah. According to the newspapers in the movie. But then later on, they, they say that it was somebody else. Huh. Will Grant. Right. I think he's under him, though. Mm, okay. He's taking his orders, but that was like the... That was the only like shrink of the center that figures things out. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm I'm a little hazy on that part because we just recently watched Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, mm-hmm. but I haven't watched Red Dragon or Manhunter in like yeah, I, ne- 12, I never saw Manhunter. thirteen years. Yeah. Manhunter's Red Dragon. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the same but, movie, but not as good. <laughs> not as good. <laughs> It was a huge flop, actually. That's why a lot of people were afraid to make this one. Yeah. I'm surprised that this actually became a movie because of that. Didn't they get the rights to it for free? That I don't know. Because the other movie had bombed so bad? I don't know about that. I know originally it was a Gene Hackman production he wanted to Right. He was going to direct it and act in it. He He wanted to be Crawford. Yeah. He thought it was too gory when he read it, though. He didn't like it, and he got got right out. A lot of people felt that way. Same thing Michelle Piper said. Mm -hmm. She was going to be Clarice. 
Oh, go ahead. Did you know who the other choice for Hannibal was going to be? Sean Connery. Because he was so popular at the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He thought it was too violent. Yep. <laughs> I don't think he could. He would have done as good. No. I like him as that character in The Rock. Yeah, yeah. He pretty much kind of is that character in The Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Clarice is the only one that wanted the movie from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted to direct it. She's going to try to buy it. That's really? When, yeah, that's when she called the director and said, I want to be in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, when she found out who was directing, she immediately started panicking like she wasn't going to be part of it. Yeah. Because she knew that that director was going to pick Michelle Piper because he worked with her before. So she immediately got terrified she wasn't going to get the role because of that. She made a s- special trip out to go meet with the director to try and convince him to hire her. She's great in it. Yeah. There's no one else that could have She just came off like an that. Academy Award, too. I mean, why wouldn't you pick her? Yeah. <laughs> and immediately got well, another one for this movie. Yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. Everyone didn't understand. They're like, you have your pick of any movie. Why do you want this movie? Yeah. They couldn't just see how... I mean, based off the one that came before it, I could see a lot of actors not wanting to do it just based on that. Yeah. But, I mean, it is kind of a gory thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way they dance around the gore in this one. I mean, yeah, you yeah. see the photographs. Yeah, there's not a whole it's lot. It's not right in your face. Right. It's, it's not like not seven. I, I could imagine reading <laughs> reading a script, though, and thinking about it. that People say it's like one of the darkest movies, and it's not that bad. Yeah. It's more psychological. Some of the most gore they show was when that cop's hanging. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even that, they don't go real close in. It's from afar, right. so you're still not like Yeah, and that was right a lot more dramatic than what uh, Buffalo Bill was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hannibal's the top dog when it comes to the psychopaths in those no movies. <laughs> he was bored. He had eight years. He was sitting in that cell. He had to have some <laughs> yeah. fun. You might get put back any minute. God, I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about him. <laughs> but yeah, so she she asks. He, he's the Crawford says, "Don't ever forget what he is." She goes, "And what is that?" And then a smash cut to the to the you know the prison and. <laughs> Uh, Chilton's like, oh, he's a monster. <laughs> I love that. Oh, God. And that's the first time we see her. Another thing that she has to deal with is getting hit on by professionals wherever she's trying to do stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. The only one I think she doesn't get mad at when they hit on her is the scientist. They're, that's the only one that she doesn't I get, get plenty mad. mad at him for her because that's like, come on. She's doing a job. She's. <laughs> I thought it was adorable. <laughs> Are you hitting on me? Yes. <laughs> and his crooked eyes and just all happy mm-hmm. but I like that scene when she's meeting him and he's flirting with her and she's trying to get him just to get away from her as soon as she can get the information she needs oh yeah and he's walking her down and he gets mad at her because she's like you shouldn't go in there with me well he's shitty the whole way down he's like yes. oh it's real smart of Crawford to send you young beautiful She's like, no, I graduated UVA top of my class. Like, it's, it wasn't a I'm charm. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. Good. Then you can be able to follow the rules. And then he goes over all the rules right before they get there. And then he gets mad, like you said. Yeah. Well, you could have saved us all both some time and told me that in the office. Well, then you wouldn't have told her the rules. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to talk to her after that. He and what about that picture? Home. Here, I want to show you why we have these rules. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. He pulls was... this photo out of his suit pocket of like a nurse, I guess, that's been that just attacked, by, attacked him. by him. Yeah. And her face is all ripped apart you just have that picture just always with you <laughs> yes, he keeps it in his breast pocket he is the most uh, 
He's like a lizard. Aside from the two serial killers, he's the next creepiest thing in the world. Yes, he's so (laughs) unlikable. Like, near the end when they're walking and he's stalking, I'm rooting for Hannibal. Get him, man. That's the craziest part about Hannibal is this guy is scary. Yeah. And at the end, you're rooting for him to kill someone. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. You want to see what he's all about. Yeah. (laughs) He made a special intent not to... To like to try not to blink during all the scenes. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he did great. Hopkins was yeah. that. Yeah, it's like a cat. You ever see when a cat's watching something? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's not doesn't look like it's about to attack. It just is intently watching. Yep. Mm-hmm. No blinks. Yeah. If he had a tail, it'd been twitching. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. He said he was studying certain animals. I know tarantula and snakes. I think. No. Oh, yeah. He was watching the way they look at things and That's trying cool. to copy it. It's great. I don't know. And he doesn't move. He's not moving. Well, he really couldn't, but I like. I'm sure that was his thought pattern. Yeah, very too. subtle movements, yeah. But because of how they were f- doing the movie, neither one of them could move. Otherwise, the the what was the way they were filming the yeah. scenes? Because all the all the scenes between those two were all filmed like POV. It's a lot of weird POV shots in this movie that I don't always like. like. When you see the two of them talking to each other, they're just looking dead into the camera lens. It's not just those two. It's like, like well, yeah, yeah. Even when she's going in and she starts to talk to Barney, she does like that. We have a point of view shot of her looking around, and then it settles <laughs> on Barney, who's just been oh, standing there, staring at her the whole time she's looking mm-hmm. around. And then it's like, "Hi, I'm Barney." That feels weird. There's a lot of scenes in this movie where it's just up close face. That's what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when she was talking with her friend from the FBI, that that female friend she had in the FBI, she, they were like. It's like it's like their faces were right in the camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. They had talked about how they wanted him to be presented when they first see him in the cell, and Demi was asking him all these things. The director, like, do you want to be sitting over here, maybe over here, waiting against a wall? And he's like, No, I want to stand right in the middle. Dead smack in the side. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's like, well, how would you know she's coming? I can smell her. That's fair. I like that idea. Yeah. Also, Barney put a chair there a minute ago, so you have to assume <laughs> you know somebody's, somebody's coming. coming yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here, look at this chair. <laughs> I like the walk down all the real psychos. You got, I don't know if they're named or not, but you got like the really friendly guy. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and then Migs. He's yeah. Not, not so friendly. Kind of awful. <laughs> Migs is a pretty awful thing. Well, he was. Right. <laughs> Didn't make it too long. Until Hannibal decided he insulted his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just rude. He doesn't like rude people. He talked the man to death. Yeah. <laughs> Made him swallow his that's, tongue, which I don't think is a thing. That's like the got to be the most terrifying thing in the world is <laughs> yeah. to run into somebody who can talk you to death. Imagine Hannibal Lecter whispering <laughs> to you all night and morning. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <sighs> what about when she cut her leg and went back to go see Hannibal again? Like a shark. He's on the other side of a glass wall with tiny little holes. For air. Yeah. And he smelled the blood. <laughs> the bleeding is stopped. Have you ever in your life smelled blood? Well, when it's like coming out of like my face. <sighs> I've never <laughs> smelled blood. Listen. I've attempted to smell blood and I couldn't smell blood. It smells coppery. Really? I've never yeah. gotten anything from trying to smell it. But I've only ever smelled my blood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> is that like is that like walking into someone else's house who has a weird smell and... That's true, yeah. The people that live there don't know it, mm-hmm. so you can't smell your own. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I have met two people in my life that can smell blood. Really? And it is the <clears throat> most unnerving and creepiest <laughs> yeah. thing 
to know that somebody can smell your blood. Yeah, I'd imagine. Like, it makes you not want to be around them when you know you're bleeding and any, nope, you don't want that. Nope. It's so uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, I hate it. I do not believe humans should be able to do that. (laughs) He says, I assure you, I cannot. Then he goes into like, you use Evian skin cream. I know. And you sometimes wear this perfume, but not today. Sometimes. But not today. What the? Her face (laughs) don't change at all. Like that would hit me like, oh shit. Does he like have like the nose of a wolf? I mean, (laughs) I don't understand that. (laughs) Well, he's one of those, uh, you know. People that go and taste the wine, they can tell you every ingredient in it. Yeah. That, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> like the cooking shows, that's the weirdest thing. I think they had one where you had to tell every ingredient in it. I've seen shows like that. Yeah, yeah and I don't know how people do it. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't either. I love the way he just jumps right into the cat and game mouse game. Yeah. Like He looks almost giddy when he's standing there waiting for her. And then like she starts to talk, and he just starts picking her apart immediately. Yeah. He, like, knows who she is immediately. <laughs> Quid quo pro, guys. <laughs> he, show, show me the credentials. Yeah. And she pulls it out and kind of flashes it closer. Gets closer. And we know you don't go next to the glass. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen this movie before, and I'm still panicking when she's getting too close. <laughs> I remember a scene that's not in there. Like, I kept waiting for it to happen. That little food bin that they pushed back and yeah, forth. Yeah, when she was right next to it. I could have sworn there was a scene where she reaches in and he pulls it shut. I was waiting for that, too. I thought that happened. That might be Red Dragon, because it wasn't in Hannibal. Maybe, yeah. Maybe another one. Like, it traps the hand in it. Yeah. I don't necessarily remember it as getting trapped. I I, I feel like I saw that happen before, but it wasn't that it got trapped. It's just that he kind of jerked it closed real quick. Like, she barely got out or whatever. Maybe. Obviously, it didn't happen. We all just watched the movie. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's on a cut scene you guys watched at one point in time. They're like going back and forth, and she starts to get a little ballsier when he 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 really digs into her. He like, you know, you're one generation away from poor white trash. Yeah, he starts throwing her own accent back at her. Uh huh. And she's <laughs> like, "Well, why don't you point that high powered aptitude to yourself and yeah. fill out this form?" That's when he gets into that most menu, <clears throat> memorable line where he's like, "The census take yeah, a census taker once tested me. I ate his liver with a nice Chianti and some fava beans." <laughs> What, how bad could a census taker have fucked up that situation? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, it's just supposed, aren't you just supposed to well, count how many people are in the house? With this guy, I mean, just showing up at the door is fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Tom. I'm with the U.S. Census Bureau. Really, Tom? Come inside. No, that's fine. I could do it from right here. <laughs> no, I insist. Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> like, how did he challenge him by saying he didn't want to come inside? <laughs> did it confuse you guys when he called her a rube? I always thought Rube meant, like, I don't know, schmuck or schlub. So, I had to look it up. It's a country bumpkin, a naive and imperceptive person. Oh, I didn't know Because I had to look it up because it was stressing me out that I did not know what that (laughs) was. I've heard it before. And it sounded so good as he was saying it. It made her so mad. (laughs) I never knew it had, like, a a connection with being from the country. I always thought it was just, like, a dum-dum. Yeah. An awkward, unsophisticated peak. Person. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's unsophisticated? <laughs> sophisticated person. Yeah, uh, tongue twisters. Yes. <laughs> so he gives her pretty much nothing. She goes to walk away, and then we get Migs's moment. Yeah, that guy has some headshot accuracy. <laughs> well, I mean, the warden did tell her to stay along the wall. 
Stay away from the south. Yeah, stay to the right, <laughs> which means when you're leaving, stay to the left. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Don't want to listen to rules. But he gives her that anagram. Or no, it's a, yeah, it's an anagram. It, it tells her to look within her yourself. Right. And then go, an old patient of his, look up Miss Hester Moffat. Yeah. Which is an anagram for... I missed the rest of me or missed the rest of me because it's the head she finds in the storage unit mm-hmm. from yourself storage. That's pretty good. I like that she was already trying to find little hidden things in what he said. Right. Yeah. The way they were figuring out all these weird little clues was kind of like mind boggling to me. Yeah. It's like things I never would have thought of. I'd have been lost in that woman in that, <laughs> that well would have done. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Even the FBI, they, they think they got him. Yeah. And they go to the wrong place. Yep. <laughs> so that one confused me. That whole scene confused me. Yeah, I'm not sure what they thought was happening there. Why why they were in two different places. I, I kind of lost. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a trope we've seen multiple times in TV shows and movies where like you think that the good guys or the, the army of guys are knocking on the right door and turns yeah. out no, it's the Yeah. That picture that he was holding on the airplane didn't really look like Buffalo Bill. To me, it didn't, or maybe he just lost a lot of weight from the picture. Maybe. I didn't see the picture. It flashed for a quick second when mm. he was talking to her. Yeah, a lot of stuff flashes by in this one, and I miss it yeah. both times. It's so quick. <laughs> like, I had to ask you what she was looking at in the pit and screaming about. It was the fingernail. Yeah. But yeah. It flashes so quick. They, they really don't want to show gory stuff. She immediately knew somebody else was in there trying to get out. Yeah. I, I caught a lot in this movie... Because the things that they are showing, they're going with people reading the book. They really are with a lot of it. Like, it's self-explanatory, but you don't really see all the minor things that make no sense to anyone without the book. Right. Well, the, the storage unit he ends up sending her to was where he left the body of Raspier. Benjamin Raspier, was that the name? I think so. Yeah. And right. that was his patient. He said, I didn't do it. I just found him that way and tucked him away. But he knew James Gum had killed him. Right. Mm-hmm. So he knows who it is the whole time. It's not like he's working with them to figure it out. Right. No, he's working his angles. He's trying to figure out what he can get, like most people that are yeah. in jail. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> trying to drag this out as long as possible so he can find his moment to try and escape. Now, that is the the first time he meets with her. Right. She goes She goes to that storage unit. How creepy does that scene play out even though nothing comes of it? Yeah. <laughs> She's meeting at night at the storage unit with like the owner who's like this shady dude with a driver. Right. What's with the driver? Yeah. He detests physical labor. It kind yeah. of. Just sitting behind the wheel looking mean. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes you mad at Crawford. Because he's sending in somebody that doesn't have a lot of field experience. Right. He's not giving her backup. Active. Like, right. An active missing persons file or case. Yeah. And I mean, I wonder she how just got information on. often that kind of thing really happens. Did it really send FBI agents out alone to go? I would doubt it. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. The when, when all, all those episodes of Supernatural we've watched. <laughs> yeah. They always show up in pairs. Yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> But yeah, she's going through the storage unit. She it's stuck, so she has to go get her jack, which I had no idea what she was doing when she went to her car. It makes perfect she's sense. She's smart. Yeah, I caught that. I knew what that was. <laughs> but then she goes <laughs> under there. She's looking through. You're going deeper and deeper into it. 
there's some interesting stuff about the making of it with the stuff. Like they they just went around finding all the most interesting things they could throw in the storage unit, yeah. and then they got that, that a car. But the owner was real particular about it because it's like a really expensive car, mm-hmm. so they covered it with that flag they found. Yeah. So it all just kind of worked out. But as she's getting to the car, you hear the door slam shut. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, sh- that something's about to come of that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> that was just the jack giving out. In the book, they have news people coming and they're making a huge big deal. And she has to slam the door <laughs> shut on them to keep them from messing up the evidence. Oh. And she gets in trouble because of all that. And I kind of wish that was in there because it would give a little bit more. Uh, it would show that she was put in a bad situation more. I I like the way the news works in this movie, and I hated the way the news worked in Hannibal, the newer one that we watched from two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the only good thing about that movie literally is Hannibal Lecter's in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. They couldn't even get Jodie Foster back for it. Yeah, but the, in in that one, the news is like like she gets like demoted mm-hmm. at work. And the news covers it on national TV, like, oh, that's weird. Agent Starling has been demoted. It's like, no what, one would why would you that. say that yeah, on the you news? Never, you never see that kind of thing in the news. Stupid. That movie's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really liked that movie just for that one scene with Ray Liotta. Yeah, that's a good scene. You know why Jodie Foster didn't come back? If, when uh, you look it up online, you find a statement she made in the interview, but it's weird. It's like an open-ended statement. It basically says Claire Danes became available for a project I was shooting. So I get to say with a dignified response of pretty much, I was doing something when it was being made. But right. when when she said it that way, I get to say with dignity that I was doing something else. <laughs> it's saying what she it's really like, wants there's something to say. more to the story. <laughs> yeah. So I looked into it a little further, and in her book, her autobiography, mm-hmm. she talks about Dino De Laurentiis, who's the producer that made Manhunter. Mm-hmm. He's also the producer that ended up making Hannibal. So he was oh. the one in charge. He did not produce Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Dino De Laurentiis had had auditioned her for a role in Blue Lagoon for the lead. She well, that went was in, a tactical decision not to do it. <laughs> she hated this guy. Yeah. She went in. This is this is, was in her book before she the Hannibal movie even came out. Mm-hmm. She auditioned for it. He was the one doing the auditions. Told her to take her jacket off, stand sideways, looked at her body, and then didn't give her the role. Gave it to Brooke Shields. Hmm. So she already hated this guy for basically not giving her the part because her boobs weren't big enough. Yeah. So then when she sees that the sequel's being totally written by different people, not her director, she has no input on the character, and that Dino De Laurentiis is the one in charge of it, they said they offered it to her and she declined. I'm sure she had a conversation with this dude once. (laughs) And then then afterwards, when the movie's already out in theaters, Hannibal, and they're interviewing Dino De Laurentiis, he makes a statement. This is like, this guy is like the guy who brought Italian films to America. Like, Mm -hmm. he's been in the business for a while. He's made like 500 movies. But... He said, I, I don't think the movie will suffer at all without having Jodie Foster in it because Hannibal's in it. And yeah. we don't care about that character. We care about Hannibal. And also, <laughs> Julianne Moore, when I look at her starling, I think, would I go to bed with her? Yes. I look at Jodie Foster's starling. She's boyish. Would I go to bed with her? No. <laughs> like That's not the fucking point of the character, you no. dickwad. Yep. Like, fuck that guy. I'm glad she didn't do it. Yeah. Maybe he's a nice guy. I don't know. That, that just is a bad... Yeah. Way to handle the situation. You make it look so shitty when you make a comment like that. Well, I wouldn't want to have sex with her in Silence of the Lambs. I'd want to have sex with this one. I, yeah. That, yeah, she doesn't look like... They, nobody throws her in a dress where her tits are hanging a, out in this one. If he made no. a public statement like that today, his career would be over. Yeah. Which I'm sure he's passed by <laughs> it, now. It might be over already. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, just, at the end of that movie, she gets 
Hannibal Lecter knocks her out and puts her in like a, a cocktail dress with her boobs hanging out. Yeah. It was my That's Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah, that, that, that's not how that character would have an ending. I hated yeah. that. And sucks. Hannibal would have more respect for her than that. Yeah. Unfortunately. As sick, as sick as that is. <laughs> we're getting ready to talk about a scene where he eats a man's face off and then puts another but man's face nice on his manners. face. <laughs> but he's not rude. No, yeah. he's very English. <laughs> That was a problem too with him. He he was fairly unknown in America. He was an English actor, Anthony yeah. Hopkins. So he's worried about taking this role. I love actors that come his, from the stage. They're my favorite. First yeah. role in America. I don't know if it was his first. I know it's I, the one that got him notoriety. Yeah, for he sure. He had tried working in movies before that, and he had gone home because he wasn't doing very well. Oh yeah. And he came back. Another great him. English actor came from stage. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They tend to do it good. You think they're really they great actors, with- or is it just the accent that helps them? Man, they sound so <laughs> smart. It works both ways. Like we talked about in the first Blood episode, we talked about the sergeant. Oh, God, yeah. He had just got yeah. done playing like a, a, a homosexual doctor in a play. He was having a hard time getting so, out of his Yeah, character. his speech was so weird and, and disjointed Loud. from the rest of. Yep. He's like over-enunciating everything. So they only meet three times before he gets moved. The third time is when she brings the bogus offer. I think she finds the head, and then the next scene we're going to see would be Catherine Martin driving her car listening to the American Girl. Yeah. This is where the idea for Ted Bundy came in. Yeah. With how they lured him them in, because he would pretend oh, right. that he yeah. was disabled. He had a broken arm, or, or he had a fake cast or something. Mm-hmm. He'd so. just wait for somebody to offer help. I don't know. As soon as I saw that girl get in the back of that truck carrying that couch, I was like, oh, she's done. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's I, not getting out of there. <laughs> I didn't really like how they portrayed her. I felt like she should have been like, more would, stronger. Would, would that, that have been you? Me? You see somebody struggling with a couch, trying to put it in the back of a van. They, they got one arm. In this arm. day and age, hell no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think if I was to go and help, it would have been me going in the house saying, Wait one moment. Let me just tell the neighbor I'm coming out and see if he can help me. So yeah, he not even, not even something. like just being a woman in that situation. Even me in that situation, I don't know if I would wanted to go over there. You hear, read about so much stuff in the news: of people getting kidnapped and, and killed, and all this stuff. You're you're in a dark street in the middle of the night, and this guy's moving a couch chair by himself. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No. it's not like he's got moving boxes and all this other stuff. It's just a lone chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guy looked weird to begin with. <laughs> you know, if we were like at a store or something, if we're like out in Walmart's parking yeah, lot, yeah, where you know there's and a lot somebody of people struggling around. putting something in their trunk, I'd I'd stop and help. But middle of a dark alley, I don't know. <laughs> I would never stop. Like I had, I was driving to work and I saw this old man on the side of the road, and he was trying to get someone to like, stop to jump him. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it, and I go past him, like... And then you remembered Silence of the Lambs. No, I go. I went past, <laughs> and I decided to come back and help him, because I knew I saw his truck out there every day since I've been working at this place for a few oh, years. Yeah. So I went back, but... Yeah, I mean, certain situations where you recognize the yeah, vehicle or recognize the but, person, even if you don't know him, you recognize him and know... But if I hadn't recognized the car and he wasn't a really older person, I probably never would have stopped. But yeah. the whole time, I did not get out of my car. I locked my windows and I sat there and I watched and I handed him the jumper cable. <laughs> yeah. 
but I wasn't putting myself in a bad situation. Yeah. As long as you're still in control of the vehicle, you're in control of the situation. Yes, that was my thought pattern. But he could have gone under the hood and just disconnected your battery. Yes, but still then, you'd have been, then you'd have been in trouble. Still on the cell phone. We're still good. I don't think they had cell phones when Hannibal Lecter was going on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the flip phones. I thought it was weird that he had to cut the back of her dress and leave it there, though. Yeah, that was... I guess that's his calling card. Yeah, he said that was something that happened every time he kidnapped somebody. He cut the clothes off from the back. I think it was three of them had the clothes show up, and the other ones didn't. Like, when they found these discarded clothes, they immediately knew it was him. Mm -hmm. Just the way they were cut off the bodies. I would have taken the groceries, though. Yeah, yeah. That's free groceries. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I mean, this guy's yes. not Hannibal, so I mean, he needs food. Mm-hmm. If it was Hannibal, I mean, he's he's taking his food and, and his flesh with him. So yeah, <laughs> I did like that comment. Why? Why do you think he's taking the skin, or he's cutting the skin off his victim? She's like, well, maybe trophies. Most yeah. serial killers want to keep trophies. He goes, I didn't. No, you, you ate your victims. <laughs> yeah. And I was only, when he said that, the only thing clipped in my head, that is the best way to take a trophy. You created part of your body. Yeah. You are absorbing your <laughs> trophy. the best way to get a trophy. I mean, sometimes you could just run a race or something. <laughs> yeah. You always got to eat somebody, Sylvia. It's not step one. It's step one for him. They have a nice smell to them. They're, they're getting eaten. <laughs> I've been on and off of liking liver probably because of this movie <laughs> i'm not a fan i liked it when i was younger i saw this movie i didn't eat it for years i only <laughs> like it in gravy it has to be cut up in gravy where i can't see it and it tastes very nice <laughs> she fry it with onions mm-hmm. oh is this sylvia's podcast within a podcast cooking talk when we play the you got one for that Imagine. No. <laughs> how great would that be <laughs> In, fact, in her voice? Yeah. Well, no, it's all just the deep dog run. <laughs> so we cut some more of her training. I like the little snippets of, of Clarice's training that's thrown in the movie. Like when she's doing the breach with her another agent, they come in and they arrest. And of course, oh, she's yeah. dead because she didn't look in her six. Yep. Didn't check the corner. Yep. Did they do when she's firing the gun? I don't remember her shooting a gun until she... Shoots the gun. Yeah, I didn't Gets see her on a shooting bill. range, I don't yeah. think. Well, I only bring it up because in in the book, they have a scene where she's firing the gun and she has about 65 that she could d- get done in a minute on her left hand and 90 she can get done on her right hand. And Yeah, if there was that much shooting, I'd have remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been that the book. That many rounds that she can get out. And the only thing I was thinking was they're, they're showing how much – She's training and she's trying and they make it a point right. to bring it up that she can only be that good because she's constantly working at it to the men in the area. Yeah. Like it doesn't come easy to her. They're pointing it out. And with this, they're doing a lot to point out that she's going way beyond everything that she would normally have to do. Right. And I just thought that was pretty cool that they didn't decided like bring that up at that point they decided to make it there is weaknesses and you have to work and you have to think about things when you're in the line of duty with her missing that little area on her line yeah that was good i didn't like the combat training she was doing 
I thought it was dope that she was like, they're walking out talking and there's like a faux bank robbery going on in the yeah. background. That's just cool. Like a whole little action scene within the <laughs> mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, but when she's doing the combat training, this is when she gets told that Crawford's going to go to West Virginia because there's a body found in the water. Yeah. She's just holding a punching bag and getting punched by everybody, just grown men and everybody in a circle. How is that combat training for her? <laughs> she's all sweating like, oh, yeah, did some training. You're just holding a bag and getting punched at. I guess that's how you learn to take a punch. <laughs> I suppose that is that better not be what you do when someone punches at you. <laughs> but yeah, she Crawford tells her he's flying out to West Virginia, where she's from, because mm-hmm. a body was found in the lake, and they think it was Buffalo Bill. And then we get the funeral home. That was weird. Which part? You'd think they'd have a morgue. They don't, which is fine. I'll, I'll it's buy a that. Small town. I'll buy it's a small town. Yeah. If it's a small town, the entire sheriff's department should not be at this funeral home. There are wow. at least a dozen deputies there. Yeah. And that is that is a shift in a small town. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> what are they, what what is going on out there when they're everybody's in there drinking coffee? It's probably more than what a small town would have. Yeah. What I thought was weird was the fact that she's standing there and to me, once the body comes in, I would think you would want to vacate. Like, you wouldn't want to sit there and see this body have to come out again. Like, you would be wanting, it's uncomfortable, let's leave. But she had to be so forceful asking them to please give the woman respect and let her do right, her job. Yeah. And that just... I love that all moment. standing there just creepily staring at her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of moments of that. There's a There's lot a, of moments, especially when... The guy's, the guy's in the elevator at the beginning. Yep. When she's doing the the training and and she misses the guy in the back left, everyone around her staring at her. Yeah, yeah. It's they play that up a lot, and yeah. it, it it sets a mood for the viewer to to always be uneasy. I I, I right. think it's great. Yeah, I did like. I like it, that decision. I like the overall decision. I just didn't like that scene because it just seemed so. That was her moment, and that's why Crawford gives her a look afterwards. That was her moment to take back control. Yeah. They when they right when they get there, Crawford says that thing to the sheriff, Hey, this is there's some sexual stuff in this case I don't want to talk about in front of the lady. And then they leave, which makes her look like shit. She just showed up with this guy. And then once they walk out, every deputy standing around is just staring at her. So now when when she goes in, she has to do something to take control. You can hear him fussing on the phone Mm -hmm. trying to get stuff, and she just all right, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. That's great. Yeah. And they didn't want to do it. They're all nah. dragging their feet, but they do it. And Crawford gives her a look like, well done. Yeah. And she probably wants to give him a look like you put me in this position. And she, they do have that talk later <laughs> yeah. when he's like, hey, when I told you to wait outside, that really burned you, didn't it? I loved how they did that. It was just like, it matters. Yeah. Like, you don't have to go into it, but you get the point across. Right. Your actions, the things people do. Cops look up time. to you to see how to act. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It matters. That was great. That was a really good scene. Yeah. Scott Glenn's good in this. He's awesome. He doesn't have a whole <laughs> lot to do, but he does it. Yeah. Just about every actor on this movie, the scenes they have, they take control of. Right. In good or bad ways, they take control of their scenes when they're there. I mean, yeah, my complaints are like the way we were introduced to Barney, uh, Frankie <clears throat> Faison's character, that feels really weird when she's looking around point of view like i said and mm-hmm. she kind of settles on him just staring at her smiling the whole time she's been looking around this room Hi, I'm burning. uh but i like his character right after that he's a cool character yeah but just the way they introduce him is broken yeah 
I love the way they introduce the, uh, I keep calling them the lone gunman, but that's not who they are. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The scientists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 answered, I answered your question so- nodding and that didn't help. No, yeah. <laughs> I can't say the name of that where they work. Yeah. I didn't catch the name of it, but I'm sure it's something I also wouldn't be able to say. <laughs> the museum. It's some kind of museum of natural history. Like they got the, uh, dinosaurs in one section she's walking through and then it, she looks she's going to the insect area yeah. the insectatorium and yeah. they're playing the chess game with the an- with great. the insects if an insect moves one of your pieces does it count how of course do you it play? counts how do you play <laughs> which he ends up the other guy's like oh don't mind him he doesn't have a phd but th- that other guy he ends up dating her friend there uh what's her name the other female agent that really? she, or student that she's training with. She's played by <clears throat> Casey Lemons. What's her name? Let me see. Uh, Map. Ardelia Map. They just call her Map in the movie. But it's the her friend there that she talks to every once in a while. The one she's talking to when the news shows uh, Senator Martin's dramatic plea to the kidnapper. Yeah. I think that's her um, roommate. Right. Yeah. The, the original cut of the movie had... When Hannibal escapes, Crawford and Starling are brought in, and Crawford's like demoted, taken off the case. Starling's sent back to the academy. Someone else takes over. And then she ends up having a conversation with the roommate and realizing she still thinks there's something wrong. They haven't gotten the right guy. So she goes looking for Buffalo Bill. And it was just super long and weird. And they decided to cut cut the whole part of them getting reprimanded and, and Crawford being taken off the case. So it just kind of goes fluid from him escaping to her visiting that house. I think that was a good decision. They cut out a big chunk there. And yeah, it it didn't need to be there. I didn't want to see that. Oh, now we hate you. Yeah. Basically, it was their fault he escaped. Even though the deal they had made wasn't real. Probably could have made a deal if they tried. They were trying to be sneaky. Yeah. Well, the way I took it was Crawford was trying to make sure... The family's interference wouldn't jeopardize the case. Yeah. So. That and Crawford probably doesn't even want him to have that many luxuries. Like he he knows how dangerous this guy is. Don't just leave him where he's at. Yeah. How great is his cell? (laughs) (laughs) The plastic. Like that wasn't a thing back then when they did that. Yeah. That was an idea one of the dress or I think one of the set designers had just from going to a liquor store. Because mm-hmm. cause Demi knew he wanted those ridiculously up-close shots. Right. Yeah. And they tried all these different bars combinations. So they'd be this far apart. So they'd be this far apart. They kept, And everything just didn't work. And one of them was just like, why don't we just do plastic? And everyone was liked the idea except for one sound guy. He was like, I don't like it. They're like, why? So we'll put some holes in it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just ends up being this iconic cage. You know... The first time I ever saw that cell was in Duke Nukem. Was it? Really? There's an Easter egg in Duke Nukem on the 64 where you find that cell and Hannibal standing there the way with his arms behind his back, the way he was waiting for Carice. Super creepy to be in a Duke Nukem game. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Never saw that. Yeah. (laughs) So do you think Hannibal knew that Carice had offered him a deal that didn't make sense? No, and I think that's that's one of the things that actually wanted to make, make him want to help Starling. Mm-hmm. He fell for that. He looked at it. He saw that the island he was looking at was a 
Disease Research Center for Animals, so he thought that's the catch. Yeah. But yeah, she sold him on that in a straight up lie. So that's that way when she meets him again in ten, in Tennessee in Memphis when he's in that makeshift cell they made for him. Yeah. And he's like Anthrax Island. That was a good touch. Did you think of that? She goes, Yeah, I added that. He's like, Yeah. He, at that moment, I think he respects him. her more. <laughs> he almost likes that they tried to trick him. Yeah. He I'm has a, genius, a lot of respect you for her. Me. Yeah. It was very good. Very good. Shame about Catherine, though. Tick tock, tick tock. Yeah. Did you ever hear of that island before? No, Plum Island. I, yeah. I did not know that existed. Where no. is that? That is right near Rhode Island. It is only three miles long and one mile wide. Wow. So it's a very oh. small isle, island, so it makes sense. <laughs> Talking about bugs now. <laughs> so it makes sense for why he fell for it. And it, it's been in the government's control since 1954. <laughs> Are you leaving? Is it really an <laughs> avian disease center? Oh, that's yes. A, that's, it's it's an animal, yeah, really animal disease center. That's a monster. Over and there. the government was going to try to sell it. At <laughs> and, then, and then what happened? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My spot's been taken. <laughs> Our co-host has been kicked out of his seat from she a size huge that spider. That I'm just not going back over there. I'll use your guys' mics. <laughs> Do you need me to move it? No, I got it. <laughs> he does. He needs you to go over there. So recently, the government was going to sell the island, but Trump made it so it stayed in the government's. Oh, it's got friends. <laughs> I got it, Homer. <laughs> so Trump made it so it stays in the government's control. So we still have Plum Island. Which I thought was very interesting that that went up for a debate like last year. That's weird. Yeah, on the thirtieth anniversary of. Sorry, I had to deal with that. I don't know how I can cut that out of the podcast, but that was an attack. Dude, my arm great. Like I felt an arm hair graze something. I kind of looked. <laughs> Ooh, that was a bigger boy. It's perfect for the ambiance of the movie. It is. It's like it knew. But unfortunately, it didn't live long. Spider just kind of popped up and said, hey, can I watch the movie? Looking at the pictures they're <laughs> taking of the body, she looks at the pictures of the mouth they just took, and she goes, oh, there's something in her throat? I could not yeah. see anything. Did, nobody saw anything in her throat? N- no. I thought no, it, maybe it was the... You did? No. Oh. I thought maybe it was the discoloration on the tongue showed she choked, but if it was post-mortem, then that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. It was supposed to be like a shadow she saw on the film, but I did see not it the see it. Yeah. I did not see it. Like how they go over the moth in the movie, how it's only supposed to be in Asia, where it comes from. Mm-hmm. The and, death head moth. Yeah, and how it eats like nightshade and honey and stuff. Yeah, somebody fed this one honey and nightshade. They kept loved them it warm. very much. They uh, they knew they wanted that that certain moth from the book. Yeah. They didn't know that it was only in a certain part of the country and that <laughs> it was illegal to get it, or some for some reason they just couldn't get it to the set. Yeah. So they used. For the cocoon itself, they used fake nails and painted the death head in, in that Tootsie Roll thing they made. Oh, yeah. And for the moths, when you see the moths with the death head, they actually mm-hmm. painted that onto the moths. All right. They had to put them in, like, I think, refrigerators or freezers to uh-huh. stop them from actually hatching. Being so active. Yeah, so they'd bring them out 
and start letting them move around and then they have to go on breaks for the yeah. moth. <laughs> they made a joke, no moths were hurt in the making of this movie because they had a moth wrangler on set mm-hmm. who would actually make the, like shooting had to stop because the moths need a break. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Really? Yep. Does anyone know what nightshade is? Mm-hmm. It's like a tomato, right? Isn't it tomato and nightshade? Um, I believe it's one of them, but it's a certain variety of plants. So it's just not one thing. Supposedly, if you cut them all out of your diet, it's like really helpful. Like if you don't eat tomatoes. Really? If you're eating too much of it, it can cause allergies and symptoms, hives, itchiness, nausea, vomiting. So if you're eating a whole bunch of stuff that's considered a nightshade plant, it's not good. Like you don't want to eat a green potato. There's too many bad chemicals in a green yeah, potato. Yeah, I also don't want to eat a green potato because it is a potato that is green. Yeah. <laughs> but some people want to think about that. Like, if they don't have any food and this is, like, that could seriously make you sick. All we got left is these green taters. All right. <clears throat> Not do that. The only way to figure it out is trial and error. So I mean, yeah. Somebody's done it and learned it was bad. I probably would have <laughs> ate it if you didn't tell me. Like green tomatoes. Yeah. People eat those all the time. Fried green tomatoes is a big thing. There's a movie about them. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that movie. <laughs> well, no, not now. But I mean, <laughs> no, I don't want to do the movie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the movie. It doesn't sound like it's something I'm missing. You, you get one hour of swimming per day on the beach, of course, with the SWAT team surveillance. That sounds like such a waste of waste of time, resources, and time. Yeah, waste of manpower to do that. But Chilton had already set up. This man's in prison for being a psychopath that eats people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to set you up in a resort. I'm going to let you go swim in. <laughs> no, no. Uh, let doc- you swim in the ocean where you can just keep swimming. Escape. Yeah. escape. <laughs> Dr. Chilton was getting upset that he wasn't involved at all in, in, in her talking to him. He wanted to know what they were talking about and everything. He's kind of like the doctor from Halloween. Yeah. What was that guy's name? <laughs> I do not know. But like, he wants to remember. be that guy, but he's not that guy. Yeah. Like, Lecter would never open up to him about anything. He just sees him as a pissant. Yeah. I like that he made that comment. So he sees he, me as an arch nemesis or something like that. Arch rival. He sees him as an insect. He sees you as an insect. Yeah. <laughs> we we can tell from the scene in the, I think that's a museum they're in with that makeshift cell. Yeah. The way he just gets rid of those two cops and escapes so flawlessly. That was probably, I mean, it's horrible. But that was probably my favorite scene. Yeah. And it when just, he lunged at that cop with his mouth open. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> like, like, a, like a lizard oh, that was, was watching. So bad. Buffalo Bill's got this woman in the pit. They're showing bodies he cut up and all this stuff. And, and that one thing was the thing that got me. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> so just still. Does not move the whole movie until yeah. that moment. Yeah. God, that moment. He's just all rabid dog. He he kills those two officers immediately and escapes yep. no problem. Kills everybody in the ambulance and is gone. Yep. And that's what shows you like this whole world is Hannibal's world and they're all just living in it. Yep. <laughs> he has so much control over well, every they, situation. They walked him out. Yeah. Into an ambulance. Yeah. Wearing someone else's face. I forgot that part. <laughs> I knew Did he you? killed two officers in this scene, but I forgot how he got away <laughs> until I saw the bubbles when he started to breathe. I'm like, oh, that's right. I thought it was very creative his thought pattern on that I mean how many people could figure out how to get out of there where they're not going to have them coming after them immediately right 
I don't think he meant for the body to be found that quick, though. No, I don't think so either. There were some comments online. Oh, blood conveniently falls at the right time for the cops to notice it. I don't think that was part of it. I don't think they ever needed to find the blood. No, in the book, he had wrapped him up in the sheets. I noticed that. Yeah, because they run inside. The sheets have been stripped. He's probably making a rope. And then we never see the the sheets. They don't explain that part. I wanted him to have wrapped him up in the sheet. That would have made more sense. Yep, he had wrapped him up in the sheet originally. Things like that bug me about movies that that come from books. Because you'll end up with certain lines in the movie <laughs> that were straight that from the book. Don't make any sense because you changed something. Something that followed better. after that line didn't happen in the movie, but it happened in the book. Yeah, like so, obviously the the visual of seeing that body laying on top of the <clears throat> elevator in his clothes looked better. Yeah. It looked like Hannibal I mean, was on the elevator. If you're going to eliminate something from the book to make a movie, eliminate everything related to it. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense to leave a certain little thing in, like a certain little detail in. That's not ever followed up on. They did that with Harry Potter, and I got so mad. <laughs> yeah. There is, in, in the fourth book, there's Rita Skeeter is a reporter that is getting the, all these, like, snippets and comments yeah. from from the kids, like, when they're alone. And, and, and in the movie, they have it happen as well, and everybody starts to hate these kids because it's like they're telling this reporter everything. But they weren't. In the book, she was able to turn into a ladybug and sit next to them. In the movie... They don't say that at all. They're just like, yeah. yeah, they were just giving information to the press. No, they. That's not what happened. Yeah, it made me so yeah, mad. Yeah, but do, by that, do you get stressed with it, or do you are you like more okay with it, as long as you don't sitting with somebody else that doesn't understand? I don't like that it doesn't get wrapped up. Even in the Harry Potter movies, they never explain how she got those comments. Right. That makes sense. I see. I already read the book before the movie came out, so I knew how she got him. But it made me mad. It's like, well, then you're leaving this part out. This makes no sense. Yeah. But like you said, yeah, the beds have been stripped. Okay, that was obviously a line from the book, yeah, but you didn't because yeah. on screen it looks better to see him in his clothes. Yeah. Because the know. other thing that like got me upset was, but I knew why they did it. It made perfect sense because it's it's too hard. Like they didn't check his hands. They were okay with it. I feel like they would have wanted to see his hands more open so he wouldn't have had a chance to hide it. Right. But in the book, Hannibal has six fingers. So he had put yeah. it in the hand, the six. He had really put it in his other hand because he knew people were going to be looking at his six fingers because it's such an oddity. Yeah. So he was deflecting the police with that hand to get That's their attention. Cool. So, but I knew why because you're not going to find a six-fingered man. It's just too hard to put another finger that looks right. <laughs> I did not know he had six fingers. Yes. Yeah, they don't touch on that at all in the movie. No. Well, it's like I said, it's hard to like keep doing all that every single set. <laughs> so we got to talk about Ted Levine. We got to talk about Buffalo Bill. Yeah, we have totally <laughs> missed that, Ted. Dude, oh yeah, he was equally as as menacing as Hannibal. It's fucking great. <laughs> Everything he says is quotable. Yeah, just because of that voice. Yeah, he's so good. You better size fourteen. <laughs> Sylvia got really into watching Monk like a year or two ago. I yeah. love Monk, and I was like, because you know that this the head sergeant that's always Monk's always helping is that guy. He's yeah. got the same voice. Uh, Monk, can you get over here and? He's my favorite actor. And I was like, that's that's the serial killer from Silence of the Lambs. And so we didn't know. I'm like, you can tell from the voice. He looks nothing like the character in this movie. (laughs) You want to help me get in this couch? I got it this far. Just get it up there. (laughs) Sir, you're about a size 14. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. 
puts the lotion in the basket. That's the one thing I never quote. Like, that's the most quoted version of it is yeah. it puts the lo- I only like the part where it's like, put the fucking lotion in the basket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> he starts copying Well, that was screen. where he was like yelling and like almost crying at the same time. Yeah, yeah. She's screaming. And he's just, ah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like talking to them. Yeah. He doesn't he, like to well, that's what the, put them in as a person. That's what that right. girl's mother was trying it. to do. She yes. was trying to like personalize. It's cattle. Yeah. She was trying to personalize the the girl so he felt something for her. Saying her name he kept over saying and her over name again. over and yeah. over again on, on that news report. He considers them like cattle sh- and he's going to I'm not sure he even watched TV. <laughs> I doubt it. I think he missed that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he, he was just sitting in front he's of that. He's too busy sewing, making his own that TV. Sewing machine, yeah. <laughs> And that thing doesn't fit with his kind of persona. He's trying to make a suit to wear these. Like, you imagine he doesn't like the way he looks. But then he's dancing in that one scene. And you could tell he loves the way he looks. Oh, yeah. He, and it's his own body. Literally. He, he's so confused. Yes. He doesn't like who he is. But he loves his mother. He's trying to reinvent himself as his mother. Did you Did you hear about when he was auditioning for the scene? No, I don't think so. I yeah. think he went to different bars. The and- dance was his idea. The tucked in between and the yeah. dance. Really? Yeah, he, he did the audition and they were like, that's great, man. Thank you. We'll, we'll let you know. And he's like, well, actually, there's one more thing I was thinking about showing you guys I was working on for the character. Would you like to see it? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine just that voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's just one more thing, fellas, I want to show you. And he does that dance. <laughs> and they were like, oh, God. That's so <laughs> fucking did haunting. He do yeah. it like... In the buff, or did he just? Pretend? I believe he. I don't. I don't think yeah, he was I wearing. Mean, I don't pants. know if there was any other way to put that across. <laughs> no, you. You have to get the point across. <laughs> that supposed to be so awkward. Go him, but so awkward. <laughs> this is just one more thing I want to show you, fellas. Before I <laughs> how bad do you have to want to roll? <laughs> He's something else in this one. <laughs> What's crazy is the movie. I mean, you know, Red Dragon's about a certain murderer. Right. This one's about a certain murderer. And, and Red Dragon, they, they tend to, or Manhunter, they tend to make the whole movie about the murderer that they're they're chasing, yes. not about asking right. Le- Lecter for help. But in Silence of the Lambs, man, it's supposed to be Buffalo Bill's movie. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> you don't give a damn He's about it. He's the him. Like, main, what do you call it? Uh, antagonist. Antagonist, yeah. yeah. But, and Lecter only has 16 minutes of screen time total. Yeah. In the whole movie. 26. It was 26 minutes, wasn't it? I saw 16 and I saw one that said 18, but I stuck with 16 because that was the most common. It's not that much time. Yeah. No. For a two hour and 13 minute movie, that's nothing. And it's it's all you think about when you think about this movie. The time he was on screen, though. (laughs) Both of them. I don't think Buffalo Bill had as much screen time as Hannibal did. No, he didn't have a whole lot either. No, he didn't have that much either. What, What killed me about his character is he acts completely different each time we see him. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's what Hamill was getting, trying to get through to them when he was telling them. He wasn't the persona they were thinking he was. Yeah. That he was totally confused. He was trying out different ways, different right. personas to figure out who he was. He's just very, a very yeah, he confused wasn't, person. He wasn't happy with himself. Yeah. Starling so experimenting. kind of came to the conclusion by herself. A lot of the stuff we learn, <clears throat> we learn after it's already been said. Mm-hmm. But Starling says... There's no evidence of transsexuals or, or transvestites being aggressive or violent. Right. They're usually passive and peaceful. Yeah. And peaceful. And, and Lecter says, you are so close to the way you're going to solve this. Yeah. And she's like, how does that mean? I won't tell you. 
He'd, he'd feed her just, just enough, enough, just enough to keep her coming, yeah. coming back. That last time that they speak at that, when, when he gets rushed out by, or she gets rushed out by Chilton because mm-hmm. she's not supposed to be there. That's one of the cameos we, we get. Yeah. That's George Ramiro's in that scene. I pointed him out to you. Uh, another cameo we get is the screenwriter when, when they find Pembry's body mm-hmm. after the escape, they find it hanging there. How great does that look through the glass? So <laughs> that was really good when they're trying to avoid gore and you end up with like art when they're looking <laughs> through the glass and you just see this figure hung up like well, like think- an angel yeah how the heck did he get him up you- so high <sighs> i don't want to know he was like eight feet up in the air i'm like, just sure we don't were like know. eight feet up in the air <laughs> did you notice the flags red white yeah and the blue? flag was what tied around his wrist or something yeah i think he used it like a uh pulley system maybe with yeah. the ties that's the only way I could see him doing he it. He took his time. He was up there. He was gutted. <laughs> his stomach was just peeled open. We don't know how long bad. after he kills the first cop with the with the nightstick to yeah. then when the cops are looking at the elevator like, well, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. We don't know how much they, time I mean, they didn't by. even have an opportunity to try and radio anybody or, or call for help or anything. So right. he could have had, had hours. Who knows? They say something about Pembry got a shot off. I don't think he did. I think I think Hannibal pulled the trigger once to alert them to come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he took no, he was in no rush when he when when Pembry started struggling to run away, and you hear him kind of shuffling off, and he just kind of looks around the cell, grabs the pocket knife. Yeah, a shot did go Finishes off. Finishes listening to his music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a shot did go off, but I don't know if it was Hannibal that pulled it or not, because it was with that the music was going, and it had that really high note that the music went, and that's when the shot went off. Yeah, to but like. It, the shot goes off after we see Hannibal just finished his music. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that shot went off by yeah, Hannibal. He, he like was he a little too relaxed at that point. They weren't still. There's no one with a gun. Guys, those guys weren't still breathing. Yeah. Well, Pembry was still trying to breathe. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, he was crawling away. And half his face bitten <laughs> off and, and then So great. Covered you don't, in pepper we spray. don't see him crawling away. <laughs> we just imagine him crawling away covered in blood. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, whenever you are, mm-hmm. ready when you are, Sergeant he- Pembry. And it, like it's so much is just implied gore Let me tell you something. that you hear, we remember. You hear stories about like car accidents and 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 like somebody's trapped in a car and like somebody's daughter's trapped in a car and the mother gets out and tears the door off the car or, or mm-hmm. lifts the car up to release them. The grandma that picks a car Let up. Let me tell you something. Shit. This guy comes at me with his mouth open like that, trying to bite my face off. I think I'm going to develop superhuman strength. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just saying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You're either going to do one of two things. It's going to be flight or fight. Oh, that's no. There's no. <laughs> there's no. There's no flight. I'm not running with teeth behind me. I don't think. Yeah, I think mine's <laughs> going to be a mixture of fight and fright. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I would. I would imagine just putting myself in that. Just. I always like to think like, what if it happened just now? What would you do just now? And I think <laughs> yeah. I would slap at his face. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think I would handle it good. I think I would be so startled that yeah, I would yeah. just kind of slap at him. <laughs> you know? These guys are Shot. experienced yeah. being around him before, so they know the stuff he's done. They know they know what he did to the nurse. Right? Well, they know all this stuff. Well, these guys don't. No, they, no, I thought they were part of the. They're the Memphis PD. They've been oh, told. Okay. They didn't come from the other jail. No, no. They, we, Charles Napier is. I love that actor too. He's that guy yeah. with that like, deep voice and that right, chin. Yeah. He he meets them because they they're gonna meet the senator to to talk over the deal. So he's like, I'll tell uh, the, his first name is Lewis. I'll say the rest when I'm in Tennessee. So they go to Memphis. 
meet up with her in like a parking garage, and then he ends up sitting in that cell. But there, he's now in the custody of the Memphis Police Department. Okay, so they have not dealt. Well, with I knew where they were. I thought I thought they might have had like guards travel with them. I don't know. I don't think there was any guards that traveled with them. Okay, that's just me projecting into it. I guess <clears throat> it took me the second time watching to realize that they were in Tennessee that time. Yeah, <laughs> well, I knew I knew they, I knew where they were. I just I thought they had guards from the original jail, kind of like escort that kind of thing. I think the whole thing is that he's so calm and. He's so polite that people can't really... Well-spoken. Yeah. (laughs) They know what he's done, but they really can't put it into focus that that is... He's so charming. It's hard to visualize it's that person. Like, you can't... Like, if he was ugly and he was acting nasty, it'd be a total different situation. I think they would have been more cautious. Right, but Hopkins is a smoke show. Yeah. (laughs) Is that so? Just a dime piece. Yeah. All right. Well, another another clip for the divorce attorney. <laughs> Sylvia says Anthony Hopkins is a smoke show. Well, his voice is. <laughs> Hello. Is that the voice I have to use tonight? You look tired. <laughs> Strangle me now. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bob, thoughts? You don't want to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Maybe later you can grill me a nice burger with some Swiss cheese. <laughs> Toasted bun, melted Is that butter. a thing? You think that's a thing? What's that? <laughs> People needing like that kind of thing to get going. Hey, if it is, don't kink shame. My thing is Hannibal Lecter voice talking about food. <laughs> God. Onion rings. A little much. <laughs> Lathered in melted cheese and bacon bits. What was it? What was the movie? It's like stuff he would never eat, but I kind of want. <laughs> and, and liver. What was the last <laughs> movie we did with her thing was, uh, what was it, Italians or? Uh... Oh, Foreign Languages. Foreign Languages. Foreign Fish language. called Wanda. Yes, yeah, yeah. there you go, Bob. <laughs> right there proves your point. <laughs> I thought that was a little ridiculous, too. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends was in the restaurant, and our customer came in, and he started talking. And she said she got transfixed. She just sat there for two hours while they were eating just because of the Irish accent. It made her so happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember, we were eating at uh, that one place. We were getting the seafood, <clears throat> the seafood boat they have. Uh-huh. And Sapphire just immediately turned all the way around in the booth, staring hard at another, like, two guys. Sitting two tables so behind behind <laughs> us, yeah, because they were speaking with like an Indian affect. She was transfixed. She yeah. did not care about anything else. These That's people talk said. cool. I'm going to stare at them till they leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God she's only three, and people don't get upset with things. Yeah, like kids that are like kids. completely uncouth when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, you know those cops kind of asked for it. They did. Yeah. They didn't treat him with respect. They were walking up to his cell. They were like, "All right, lunch or dinner time." They were, and then he's like, "Give me a second. And then they 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 outright just say, "This son of a bitch asking for another dinner." Some nerve because he De- just heard demanding the, a second dinner. Yeah, but you're saying like, that where he can hear you. Yeah, why would you tempt this man? Because I don't understand that matters are important to him. It's it's very important. You have to act this guy, correctly. Yeah, <laughs> is a serial killer who's in jail for the rest of his life for eating people, and he demands a second dinner, and they obliged. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and did, you, did you catch what his dinner was? Yeah, uh, 
extra rare lamb. Yeah. <laughs> Sick bastard. It made him so randy for some lamb after her story. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all heard, Bob, I, I showed Bob last night. Have you heard a sheep scream? Yeah. Okay. Not, I don't, not even, even just making general sheep noises, they're kind of weird. <laughs> but an actual sheep scream? Yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a woman screaming. Yep. That shit cracked me up watching that. Uh, like I, we finished the movie and I'm like, what does a sheep scream sound like? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Couldn't imagine waking up to that. It just sounded weird. No, it doesn't just sound weird. It it's frightening. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's and if terrifying. you can imagine like if they're slaughtering, so you have probably more than like 10 to 12 making that noise. <laughs> no. That that could definitely cause some harm to somebody mentally. <laughs> I like the comment he made about when when he did attack that nurse that his pulse never went over eighty five. Yeah, and then when he when he escapes the when he does his big escape and he's wearing that dude's face and he's mm-hmm. in the ambulance, they're like, yeah, his pulse is at ninety. Yeah, that motherfucker is a cool operator. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps his pulse so low. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out because I had to look it up because I was trying to figure out if. You're dying where your pulse is supposed to be. And it said anywhere from like 60 to, that's really where you could be going down, but anywhere from like 60 to 150. So I was wondering what the difference is. What's well, both ends of the spectrum? In between is normal. <laughs> the idea is, yeah, the idea is your resting heartbeat is anywhere from like, 70 to 95 or something like that yeah. that's your resting right. heart rate and then when, when you you know are eating a woman's face <laughs> you would imagine you're you you're have- amped up you're you're gonna be in the 120s 130s yeah. i mean just working out you know doing light cardio in there when i'm wearing the watch i can see i'm like oh i'm at 131 140 yeah, yeah. i got that but what i was getting confused with if if you're dying i mean I would think your body's trying to do so many other things. It would definitely be just be a lower number altogether. But I guess it doesn't matter. No, if, if you're, you're if you're shock, afraid, you it's up there. If you're in shock, and go up there. Yeah. The point is, his never changes. Yeah, like, he doesn't feel so... those emotions. Right. There's, I mean, there's like techniques you can do to lower, to keep it low. Yep. There's like certain breathing techniques and, and meditation and that kind of thing where you can't, can't, you can control it to some degree. But people that are insane. <laughs> They're just gonna get it, by. Us. Certain things just don't phase them, and it doesn't affect their their heart rate. Yeah, no hooking them up to a test for a true or false. Oh, lie detector. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's why lie detectors aren't admissible in court. Thank goodness. There's too many things you can do to trick them. Yeah, he escapes, and then it cuts to Map and, and Starling in their room. She's like, "Oh, I'm not worried about him coming after me. He won't. I don't know how to explain it, but he would." He considered that rude. <laughs> Barney wasn't worried either. Yeah, no, Barney did. Well, we find that out in the next movie. The, in, in Hannibal, Barney comes back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Barney and Lecter come back from the original movie. I don't think anybody else does. I guess we should talk about when she actually ends up at Buffalo Bill's house. Right. <laughs> Knocking at the door. She's just trying to find the Lipmans. Yeah. It's somehow, I forget how they were connected. Unless he killed them and just took their home. She, she says that uh, Bimmel, the woman they found in the lake in West Virginia, worked for the Lipmans or something at some point. But that was West Virginia. Now she's in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm not sure. So that that kind of threw me. I think at this point I was still reeling from seeing Buffalo Bill tucked. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. <laughs> what? She had gone and interviewed that other girl, and that's how she got the lead. That's right. Yeah, I forget what she's talking about with her, but she was working at a bank and free toasters and, and Barry Manilow playing on the speakers all day, and then somehow that means... It was the third girl... That got found, so that was the first girl he killed. So she was in her area. That was supposed to be her friend. And she was telling her that she didn't have any boyfriends or anything, but sewing was her life. So she went to the woman that would sometime hire her out to sew. Oh, okay. All right. And then there's like some, a cat that meows at the right time to make her go look at that closet and see the dress that (laughs) Mm -hmm. had the exact cuts on the back of it. And she realizes, oh, he's he's making a, a suit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was the fact that she found the pictures in her jewelry box that she wouldn't have been able to take by herself. So there had to have been a man involved. Oh, really? Is that what that meant? Well, she can't take pictures of I herself. I she couldn't from take them by herself. Back, and I don't think anyone else is going to take those pictures. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do so it for you if you just help me get this count. <laughs> But that again, we you know she's knocking at the door. The, the other the, the FBI agents knocking at the door somewhere else, another yes. state. Right. It seems like he's he's getting the FBI agents when really it's Clarice. But when he opens that door, he again he's a different character again. Yeah. Now he's like kind of bashful and and uh uh yeah I don't uh almost afraid. The first time we see him, he's trying to get that couch in his van. The second time we see him, it's when he's full on height of his peak power when he's over the, the pit. Which is very <clears throat> understandable because he's a serial killer. They switch their personalities for wherever they need. They don't really feel or they're not really a, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. She's looking around. I mean, the perfect scenario where she's looking around and she sees a moth on a bunch of sewing equipment. Right. Yeah. And she's like, can I can I get that business card? Or, or can I use your phone? He starts laughing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can use my phone. <laughs> I didn't get why he thought that was funny. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have one. I think it's stress laughing <laughs> at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Takes off. We get that great night vision goggle scene that got set up earlier for no reason. We, that, didn't, that we was, didn't touch on that. but Yeah. You could see him, what he could see in the room. And he's like putting his hand right directly oh, yeah, in front yeah. of her face. About to touch her. So crazy. She can't see anything, obviously. She doesn't have night vision. But uh, I thought it was a genius thing that she fired the gun just for the flash. Yeah. She fired the gun just so the flash would light up the room so she could see where he was. I've done that with that camera. Mm-hmm. Walking through the, the shed, afraid I'm going to step on something or trip and just take yeah. a quick... Sh- I've done it with lighters. Just spark, yeah. just sparking the spark of a lighter. But that was great. I mean, how many people would have thought to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't have. Luckily, it pops open a window. Yeah. Light floods in the room. They were having an issue with that. They were like, "I don't understand. If he's if it's in if it's pitch black, and she shoots him, yeah, it's great. His his head his goggles fall off. It's still pitch black. How do we show that in a movie? Yeah. And it was like last minute. They were like, "Well, what if when she shoots, it knocks one of the boards off of a window and floods light room with light? Yeah. Like, oh, that that might work great. <laughs> that would completely blind him with night vision. Yeah. What's with the night vision? The first time we see it. Do you mean when you he's mean? when he's looking at Catherine? She's driving the American girl. Not necessary. They show the yeah. outside, like, view, and it's just, it's nighttime, but you see everything, and he's got those yeah. stupid goggles on. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I, I appreciate the way they work at the end of the movie. Like, that is scary. You're you're walking around in this basement that's like a, a maze. They make it like a labyrinth. Yeah. Which is great. 
I love that. And then, but then the, the lights get cut, and you, oh shit, he has night vision goggles that you probably forgot about because they <laughs> you only see him the first time in like the first twenty minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? So he sees everything. That's super creepy and great. That character would have knocked her the fuck out the moment she came out of that room, though. Yeah, the I, first time you see her, he would have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the book, they go through more with him downstairs. I think with his captives. <clears throat> And he's just kind of walking around. He likes to observe them when they can't see him. And that's what they were doing. And it it ends up the same way, but it's more like this is the first time he's had prey that can defend themselves in any way. So he's allured by the idea that Uh, he's he's still better than everyone else. And there's no way that she's going to do anything because he's killed five people. What's she going to do? This is his place. Yeah. So that's what they're playing off of. Like you said, prey. It was very like cat cat and mouse. Yeah. He wasn't immediately trying to take her out because now at this point he thought he had the advantage and he was just going to play with her now. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting off on that. I love that though. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of Miss Bimmel? No. Oh, wait. Is she one of those great big fat people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was a big girl, sir. Yeah. I read about her in the paper. (laughs) What? Oh, wait. (laughs) <laughs> How many times have I said that? A lot. <laughs> That's where it's from. Yeah. How did you guys feel about... You didn't watch Hannibal yet, have you? Oh, you did. You talked about I've, Ray Liotta. Hannibal I've seen, but it was a while ago. Yeah. How did y'all feel about Julianne Moore as, <clears throat> as Starling? Hated her. Yeah, I, I really thought it should have been Jodie Foster. Yeah. It wasn't even because it, it of that. It would have changed the whole feel of the movie for me. If they put Jodie in that damn dress at the end, I'd been mad. Yeah. Why? Because you wouldn't? <laughs> because in this one, you always see her in like they, they even mentioned that the, the way they dressed them, they wanted it to feel it, timeless. That, that movie should have been done by the same guy that did Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, big time. It, it really should have. It was a different director. It was yep. Ridley it, Scott. It, directed it should have been like a legit sequel with the same director, the same actors. Yeah, I mean it's a sequel. Of course, it's a sequel. It's obviously a sequel. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It should have been done by the same people. And if you're going to change, that's just my opinion. yeah. If you're going to change the the actress who plays Starling, then that's fine. But don't make her the main focal point of the movie. Yeah. They make her the main character of the movie, and it, she's totally not Jodie Foster, and yeah. she doesn't act like Jodie Foster. No. She doesn't talk like Jodie. She's Foster. a lot more timid than Jodie Foster was. Yeah, she acts like a girly girl. That's yeah. what Dino De Laurentiis wanted. You're yeah. you're our final girl. You're supposed to scream when I want you to scream, and yeah, I hate it. <laughs> the it, big it, thing about Starling is. She doesn't want people seeing her as a sex symbol. She wants them just to see her as a person. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of what the movie was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it doesn't. She doesn't look sexy in that one. What the fuck are you talking about? It's not, she's it's not, a it's FBI not what the movie's agent. about. She's, she's hunting people that are eating model. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it made me mad. Because yeah. I, I remembered I liked Hannibal because I like Hannibal Lecter in the movie. Right. Any chance you get to yeah. see more of that character? Yeah. Anthony Hopkins it. is great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot how they treated Starling in that one. That yeah. made me so mad. It's not the same. It's not the same person. Yeah. She's, she's got the name, but it's not the same person. Like, there's the men kind of domineering tone to this. Yeah. But in this one, she's actively fighting back against it. She's she's working right. past those right. things. In Hannibal, it's just like, she's knocked out and dressed up in a, in a cocktail dress. And that's the end of the movie. Like, that's how she wins at the end. Yeah. Luckily, Hannibal didn't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? And this one, she would have got turned the tables on the son of a bitch. I mm-hmm. think. 
because she's very new at it. She's naive, yet she's always being able to to battle him wit for wit in right. certain ways. It seems like hold her own. She's at least. more yeah, hold her own. Maybe maybe she's not as smart as this dude, but right. She she doesn't. I don't know. They, they even make a comment like I'm, I'm surprised if she, if he talks to her because all he usually does is just talk to them for a second, then insult them and, and turn to stone. I didn't like the fact that they put the chair out there in the movie. I hated that. It wasn't supposed to be out there. No. It was supposed to be in a closet down the hall. And Barney was very shocked that Hannibal talked to her at all. He said, where's your manners, Barney? Would you like to sit down? He went and got her her chair. So it made more sense if he was sitting standing in the middle. Yeah. Like you liked him standing in the middle and the chair wasn't there. And she comes and he meets her. It seems like he's doing her a favor, but it also definitely changes the power dynamic with him standing over her with his hands behind his back and her sitting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little things like that kind of matter. Yeah, but it still would have gotten there, but it would have made more sense why he's in the middle. Yeah. Not expecting with the smell. Of I don't body. know. We're, I mean, we're nitpicking. This movie's right, great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the way they did that, they honored the author. That's the only way I can put it. They honored the author. They honored the actors and the characters in this movie. And they did not honor them in Hannibal. No. I'm curious. When we go back to watch Red Dragon, I'm I'm curious to see. I think De Laurentiis may actually be the producer of that one as well. Really? And now that I look at him like human trash, I may not enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, Who's in that one? Edward Norton's in that one. Edward Norton's the the agent. Yeah. He's He's like the Starling character. Yeah. But not Starling. We yeah. should we should definitely touch on the fact that the senator's daughter was so smart tricking the dog Precious to go into <laughs> oh, the hole yeah. because yeah. she took his power away from him. Yep. By taking the one thing he cared about. Every time he talked sweet <laughs> and nice, it was to that dog. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing he, he that's cared about. That's the one thing about. he cared yeah. about. And he she knew that he couldn't hurt her mm-hmm. without hurting the dog. And, and she gets the so dog good. at the end. Yeah, she takes <laughs> yeah. him home. <laughs> Poor Precious. <laughs> like, oh my fucking, don't you hurt my dog. I love that guy. I don't know what he's done from from Silence of the Lambs to Monk. But we need to go check it <laughs> yeah. out. We got to find out. We got to check his filmography <laughs> and see what he's been doing. Because I want to watch every bit of it. <laughs> Hello, students. I'm your teacher. There's got to be something. That voice. <laughs> you can't just cast that voice as just like Joe Blow, the friend from up the street. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just want to see if I can borrow some sugar. No. <laughs> I don't think he was putting on some part of that, or is he like exactly the same in Monk? If you watch Monk, it's yeah. the same voice. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just his voice. <laughs> you think he's putting on a voice Watching for this, sugar. I thought he was putting it on, yeah. Yeah. No, if, I mean, you've seen Monk. I don't have to tell you to watch I've seen Monk, Monk but I can't like... He's not I'm, visualizing I'm having trouble guy. visualizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This shit's been <laughs> off the air for 20 years or whatever, yeah, 10 yeah. years. It's just because I'm insane with like Yeah. But mysteries. no, he's... he's <laughs> The exact same voice. He has the big mustache. Yeah. Uh, hair's much shorter, of course. He's His bald came more out. Monk, what makes you think <laughs> that he, he was left-handed? Was he was he tucked in Monk? And Monk, he stays untucked. I think huh. there's a couple scenes okay. where maybe he's got a tuck going on, but they don't they don't really make it the whole scene. Okay. Like they do in Silence. Um, <laughs> if we had to rate this one <laughs> for thrillers, because it's technically a thriller horror, but yeah. Psychological. Psychological thriller. Psychological yeah. thriller. Kind of like give seven. It a 10. Higher I, than seven. Yep. I don't know if I go that high. I'm somewhere around eight and a half, nine. I'm at nine with this one. Yeah. 
I'm going to go 10. <laughs> That's fair. It's perfect. Look at the, yeah. I mean, just look at the last scene when she's having her little party for a graduation and she gets the <laughs> phone call and Lecter's talking to her. Did anybody else catch the fly on Lecter's oh, face? Oh, laying on the side of his face. It didn't phase him at all. Wasn't in the script. Wasn't written in there. Just a random fly lands on him and he's like, yeah, we'll work with this. Yeah. <laughs> that and of course, everybody, I, we didn't, I don't think we talked about it because it's so well known, but the... <laughs> Yeah, that he put in himself. Yeah, that was that him. was like a joke. He said, "Yeah, the scene was over, everything was done." So I threw that in at the end, and Demi was like, "The director was like, you're so sick.' He's like, I was just kidding. <laughs> no, it stays." <laughs> what else? I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a couple things we didn't touch on or really talk about because it's just everyone said it so much. I feel like, yeah. Although, like you said, there's people that don't even know what the movie is. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind. I mean, I knew I've always known it was such a big, like, big movie, iconic movie. One. <laughs> How many how many Academy Awards did it win? Five? Five. It, and it's only the what is it, the third movie to ever win that many? It's the third movie, and it's the only horror movie to ever win all five Academy yeah. Awards. Yeah. And it came out in February, which is like the dump Ye- month. Oh, like a year before <laughs> yeah. the like movies that come out in February, I don't know if you noticed, but they tend to be the lesser movies because you got so long until right, yeah. the Oscars that they don't they yeah, want to. They try to save on. the better ones for right before, so it's fresh in the yeah. people's minds. This one was supposed to get put out in October, and for some reason, got pushed back to February, which they thought buried it. They were like, "Oh, well, it got buried." So they weren't expecting a huge. Yeah. They definitely weren't expecting it to be number one for nine weeks. I think it was. It was a nine million dollar budget. They made two hundred seventy two million dollars back. Yeah. On a movie, they were just like, "Yeah, we'll see what happens." No, you. Yeah. It was insane. Well, they weren't coming <clears throat> off the greatest history of this character. I mean. Right. Another movie did, did they were not terrified well about how Manhunter yeah. did. Yep. Did anyone think of the irony of Starling's name? Starling. Like she's the bird. A yeah. young Starling. Yeah, that's kind of good. And he's like, fly away, little Starling, fly away. Yeah. There's a lot of fly, butterfly <laughs> stuff in this one. Right in the beginning of the movie, you could hear Starling's chirping. And then at the yes. end, at the very end, after the credits, you hear the Starling's chirping. I didn't know Starling was a bird. Yeah. And I didn't know Turn was a bird. Turn? Yeah. The turns that were on the island. The plum island. (laughs) No, that that I'm unaware of. Yeah. (laughs) That's what she said. There's turn nests. You can see the turns. That scene probably went right over my head because I didn't recognize that as a bird. Yeah. (laughs) I watched it with the subtitles on and it it puts it in quotes. Okay. It literally puts in quotes when she says turns and then when he says, well, it's going to be turns for us too, it says T-U-R-N-S to show that it's... Different one. Okay. So did you have any favorite scenes? The one that really got me was that one where he lunged at that dude with his mouth open. That's good. I mean, it, it kind of made me cringe, but it was great at the same time. <laughs> My favorite shit, I think, is actually not a scene with him in it. Yeah. It's when Starling's going through the basement when she just got down there. And she's terrified. and her, Even her face. She's got the dumbest face Shaking on. Shaking. Yeah. yeah. It's realistic. She kicks the door open and it swings back and hits her like in the leg. <laughs> yeah. Any other movie you'd be like, alright, let's do a take of that. That looks stupid. Yeah. No, they leave it in there. She looks terrified. And she, you know, you're safe. Shit, fuck safe. Get me out of here. <laughs> well, you're not that safe. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite. Before it goes into night vision I'm talking about. Yeah. I like it when, when she's going through the labyrinth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we kind of get an idea because it, earlier that shot, we get this roaming shot of like her screaming in the well, him sewing at the table, but it's one consistent shot just going from room to room to mm-hmm. room to room to show how big, like he's bit dug under the house for everything he needed. Like they kept messing up on that last take. It took them like 24 hours because they kept forgetting to shut the door when she's going through. So she had to keep doing it. 
<laughs> I feel like I missed something with that one scene with uh, when when Hannibal met with the senator, and uh, he was he was asking her, "Did you, oh, did you breastfeed?" and all that. I mean, he's he's in the middle at this point. He's in the middle of trying to make a deal. Yes. And immediately pisses off the person that's in charge of approving this deal. <laughs> he likes to toy with them before he gives them what they want. Yeah. That was actually one of my f- favorite scenes for the fact that he's like, I like your suit at the end. Because he was basically making fun that her daughter's going to become a suit. Yeah, yeah. From the conversation before. Yeah. <laughs> It just seemed a little odd to me. I mean, you're trying to you're trying to get yourself into a better situation than than cement walls, and <laughs> and she's like, you could take him back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of just failed himself right there. <laughs> yeah. But I guess at that point he was already planning his escape. So yes, he had it well planned. He already had the pen in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> did you funny. breastfeed? Mm-hmm. I did. Kind of like the scene with Buffalo Bill when he was yelling at her to put the lotion back in the basket. He had, there was like so much emotion in his face. Oh, yeah. He was like angry and crying and upset and all, uh-huh. like all these emotions all at the same time while he was yelling at her. He, it almost felt like he had seen the news <clears throat> thing of her trying to say her name a bunch of times and he was trying to keep it it. Yeah. It puts the lotion in yeah. the basket. <laughs> and at the very end, when she didn't, put the fucking lotion in the basket. Yeah. He's like, his <laughs> eyes are tearing up and he was like, he he looked legit insane right there. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I mean, the frustration, he's so close to what he wants. And he needs her to work with him. And she's not doing it. She's not acting like a normal captive yeah. at that point. He needs three th- he needs two things from her. He needs her to lose body weight within three days. So that's about ten pounds you're losing a- within three days. So that he can loosen the skin. <laughs> but he also has to, to keep it moist so it doesn't break or chip or anything. Doesn't crack or yeah. wrinkle or, yeah. And those things have to happen. And she is pissing him off and then everything else is going <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't, I kind of had an issue with her freaking out. When you, when you talked earlier about the, seeing the, the fingernail on the wall with the blood. Yeah. I mean, at this point, she's been kidnapped, thrown in a hole. She's being starved. He's forcing her to put lotion on her. He's hitting her with hoses. Right. And she saw a bloody finger fingernail on the wall, and that completely broke her. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe I it shows like someone hope. else. Like she was okay and still had hope up to that yeah. point, maybe. Yeah. And then realize, oh, this is how other people have died as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But I see what you're saying. She's already, already gone through so much. I she mean, isn't my favorite. I, I, don't, I don't think that would have been the, the one thing to set me off. Like, to yeah. have me just in, in, instantly go into sobbing and uncontrollable crying. Sylvia hated the way she acted when he was trying to get the, the truck or the couch in his van. Yeah. When she looks over and, like, her mouth's open, she said, I mean, you're right. She looks drunk. She looks drunk. She looks like <laughs> she has no idea what the hell's going on. But it's so hard. I mean, you're talking about three seconds in the movie, and the rest of it, she has to just be screaming dirty in a well. <laughs> yeah. Like, she didn't have a lot of chance to figure out the character before she gets put in that pit. Yeah. I guess. She said it was a huge ordeal if she had to go to the bathroom or something. Oh, yeah. While shooting in the pit. Well, it's not easy. You got to pull out ladders and everything else. Well, there's a trap door under her. But they had to put tons of dirt oh, really? in front, so it on took a while. It, so it would be a big ordeal to move that all out. And- I feel like... <laughs> She had the worst spot, and Hannibal Lecter had the worst spot because his. I think it took them what an hour or two hours to get him out when he got in. So he just stay in there all day. Get out of what? 
the cell, the one that had the glass. Or really? Yeah, it it was an ordeal for him to get out. So he's kind of <laughs> just stuck in there all day. There's no other door him. to get out of that cell. No, because I had to take off. If you think about it, there's no door in the cell, right? So they're screwing everything in. I to can't keep say it I up. noticed there was a door or not. There's not. But I would think. <laughs> you would think they would make it easy for their actors to go potty, but yeah. they did not. <laughs> Didn't he have a toilet in the cell? I don't think it was a real working toilet. Besides, we can yeah. find out. Who wants to go potty in front of everyone? People in jail. <laughs> well, they love it. Don't want to do have other <laughs> options. <laughs> they love to do it. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Like, how did Crawford know that Clarice was in trouble when they get to the wrong house? He all he knows, he was just like, "Oh, find out from that chick he talked to if we can pin him on the, that murder case." She was trying to tell him on the plane different things. No, everything she was about to tell him, he's like, oh, we know, and tells her the information back. And so she's like, okay, good. But he doesn't know he sent her to his house. Yeah. I don't don't know what it was that that made him think that immediately. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it was the fact that she said that was the first kill and that that was where he saw where he started to envy, where he started to want. Covet. Covet. So, from that idea and the fact that that was a false address and a false business that he they got sent to, put Maybe. it more in fact that Hannibal Lecter sent her on this wild goose chase, and he has a good sense of humor about what he wants. He doesn't care if people die. <laughs> he wants them to die on their way to finding the truth. <laughs> I guess. I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, though. I mean, I, I love the movie. I don't know. It might be one of those things that just didn't translate from the book. Exactly. Something. It may be explained perfectly in the something book. Something they, they cut just or something yeah. somewhere. Yeah. If you like what you heard, like and subscribe. I guess, I don't know why I always say like and subscribe. I'm not sure there's a like button anywhere near a podcast. Just give us a five. Yeah. Is that a YouTube thing? Like. Rate and subscribe. Yeah. Rate and subscribe. <laughs> Leave us a review if you have time. That would help tremendously. Suggestions. Suggestions. Send us some suggestions. Moviesagainsttime at gmail.com. We also have the Instagram, Movies Against on Instagram. DMs are open. Not for picks. Well, if there's picks, just put as the main title for Bob. If they're picks, you should direct email Dustin. No, that's not true. If they're picks, they go to Bob. (laughs) 